0: Welcome to For the Love of First Responders, where partners of first responders get real about mental health, the family, and finding support within the culture, as well as navigating the complexity of what they are experiencing at home.
1: Cool. I'm so excited okay. that we're here together. Um, we had such a great time last week um, at coffee, and you know, we went twice forever. as long. That was <laughs> we could have gone longer, except for I had to get to work, and... Um, And I thought it went so well that we could record. Um, We could record something and put it out there. And this is kind of, you know, my name's Tangie, and um, I'm a counselor here at Chateau, and I'm really passionate about kind of meeting the needs of wives, of first responders, and maybe spouses eventually. But I'm starting with wives because I just see such a strong need for that I'm seeing the same things over and over and over Mm -hmm. and so that meeting at coffee was like the second time I've even spoken to anyone (laughs) and so you (laughs) know about it and just kind of just starting this process of just um, kind of meeting the needs better of of your needs but then also you know of your loved ones here in in treatment and so um, that's kind of where I'm coming from I do trauma work I do brain spotting and I teach mindfulness, trauma-informed mindfulness, and um, here at Chateau. And so I work really closely with them, get to know them really well. And um, so why don't we have each of you just introduce yourself? You know, as seems like comfortable and appropriate, and give us your name and and kind of a little bit about what how you ended up here on the couch at Chateau oh boy. <laughs> with me, right? How did this yeah, happen? Right? So, so yeah. Fun. Um. My name is Denise
2: and, uh, my husband is currently here at Chateau in treatment and it's been, it's been a great experience actually. Um, a lot of people may look at, at our situation and, and think, wow, this has been so hard. And at times, yes, it has been hard and, and it surprisingly, it's been really good too. Interestingly, um, a, a lot of positives have come out of it. Um, but I'll, I'll take you back to the beginning. We, Jeff and I met, um, we were really young. Actually, I was 19. He was 23 when we met on a blind date. Um, I did not want to go. It was kind of a mercy date. (laughs) My friend I called me and kind of, you know, said, you oh, know, she, he has, she has a friend and he wants to, you know, go on this date and no one's really asked him yet. And it, it was girl's asked guy. And I said, Oh, I really don't want to go. And I told her no at first. And then I felt bad and I called her back and I said, fine, I'll go. I don't, I guess I don't really have to marry the guy. And so, you know, I, I showed up
1: and it was just kind of like, we were just hammered with each other. And, um, and I just have to say, I love the report. you guys have both been in my office together a Uh few times and (laughs) there's something so unique and special about you guys and and the support that you give each other that's really inspiring and that's Mm why one of the reasons you're here on the couch with me is that (laughs) I was drawn to that and and wanted to know more and so anyway well and that's continue that's why I stayed with him and you know I hope I don't get emotional Uh
2: but um yeah he's he's a special human being he really is um I put up with him <laughs> he is, his crazy great, family yeah. you'll meet his crazy brother's wife in just a second <laughs> <laughs> She's a special person too. Um, so we we just started, we, we dated for a hot minute um, until he found out how old I was. No, I, excuse me. I was 18 when we met. That was back in 1994. And, um, but we we hit it off right away. It's like, there was just this instant connection. And, um, but he found out how old I was and he kind of went, oh, I really don't want to date an 18 year old, you know, and he was 24 and twenty me three sorry no 22 gosh i'm (laughs) i'm old okay my brain's not working so so he stopped dating me for a while and then come december of that same year this was back in may when we met december he we kind of came in contact again and started dating for real by then i was 19 and he was 23 Mm -hmm. um so we started dating a little more more seriously engaged by february married by may wow um, right and then come set September of that year, he said, I think I want to start our family. Mm-hmm. And before that, we were saying, you know, we'll, we'll wait a couple years, just, you know, just have fun, just get to know each other. And obviously we didn't really know each other very well up until that point. And I'm like, it, it was just so cute to me that he, you know, mm-hmm. here's this young, really good looking guy. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, he liked me and it was just a, a unique experience for me, you know, and he wanted to marry me and now he wants a, he wants a baby. And it was just mm-hmm. so, it was just everything I've always wanted up in the fairy tale right and okay let's have a baby (laughs) (laughs) and um so he was he was a a firefighter um when I met him and I was working full-time he was getting ready to go through um a a full-time fire academy so I was carrying the medical insurance and you know we had our first baby in September of the next year um so he graduated from the fire academy while we had our first baby and I mean, everything was just happening so quickly after he graduated, you know, brand new baby. He started testing. You know, his his brother also went through the academy with them. They're both firefighters. They did everything together. They also had this weird, we say what they should have probably like twins been. twins connection. Identical twins because well, they just had this. Yeah, yeah, they were just, they they grew up together just really close and just experienced a lot of stuff together. And so they, they're testing together all over the country. At the time, uh, we we're, grew up in Southern California, the three of us, you know, the two Taylor Brothers and and myself were in Southern California. Um, very competitive to be hired on. Mm. There thousands of applicants. Like wow. L.A. Yeah. City at the time uh, when they did their hiring process, there were nineteen thousand applicants, and uh, Jeff tested for them, um, and he, he scored really well. But still, was um, it took him years to get a call back. So that was that was just an example. It was very very competitive. Yeah, good to know. So you know, baby number one came September. Um, Just not very long after, you know, he's testing rejection letter, testing rejection letter. This happens over and over and over. And then after a little bit, found out I was pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And Jeff still hasn't found a job and just keeps getting rejection letters, but he keeps testing and he's feeling the pressure a little bit more. Well, he finally gets a job. It's not his dream job. It's not with a municipal department like he wants, but it's my father works in... And he spent his entire career with JPL in Pasadena. It's, you know, a division of NASA. And so he found him a job there with their fire department. It's, you know, industrial firefighting. But so he takes that job. It, it's great pay. It's got medical insurance. Excellent. We have a baby. I got pregnant soon after that with baby number two. Um, they're only 16 months apart and I'm working. I've got the full-time job. I've got the health benefits. I'm kind of drowning. He's feeling the pressure. Okay, Maybe number two, we have to get a job, you know, and he's feeling the pressure. His parents are high expectations of success. His brother, in the meantime, gets a full-time job, his younger brother. And mm-hmm. Jeff's feeling more pressure,
1: mm-hmm.
2: feeling more like a failure. Um, he's testing all over the trip flying, borrowing money from his his grandparents, from his parents. Um, just It's mounting. And I mean, at this point, he's driving a bus uh, for a really? hotel going to and from Disneyland. And taking mm-hmm. tourists to and from Knotts Berry Farm. We're living off tips. It, it's it's mm-hmm. tough. So this continues and he gets job opportunity <laughs> in a little tiny town in the armpit of Arizona. <laughs> He thinks it's wonderful because it is a city. It's part-time. There's no health insurance. So he decides he's going to leave um, a steady full-time job in California to go to this job in Arizona. He's thrilled. Mm-hmm. I'm horrified. Yeah. <laughs> thinking this is not a good career the choice. <gasps> right. And so, but I can't talk him out of it because all he sees is this is a city job and I'm leaving what I don't want for what I want. And this will open up more opportunities. So we go and everything starts to, you know, decline with more family pressures. Now we're arguing. I'm going, what about our kids? Now we don't have health insurance. And we we made $16,000. Wow. Still borrowing money from the parents, still relying on them, uh, not making our Bills, barely feeding ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's it, pressure is mounting. Yeah, we had two kids under the age of two. I'm not working because who can afford childcare and and work and. Feed our kids. I mean, it, it was it was pretty bad. But hey, he's he's got on the road, and this is supported by his mom because she just has like narrow tunnel vision of him not giving up on his dream, you know, which a mother would want to do, you know. So he he's still testing. Thank goodness, you know, he's still testing while his brother is here with Salt Lake County, which is where he was hired. Um, so his brother's still pulling for him. Like I said, that you know that relationship yeah. that they have, which you know. Good, that kind of makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. That his brother it never is sweet. never I gave up that on aspect him. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah. So his brother talks to the people here when they start testing for their department and tells Jeff when they are testing. And um, here meaning in Salt Lake County. Okay. Sorry, in Salt Lake County. And so as soon as that opens up, Jeff applies. He gets his dates and he comes up and he does well because he he knows his stuff. He's he's been doing it for years and he has. All of the schooling he has his his degree in fire science and 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 all of the years of experience doing it and he he passes the written he passes the physical and he gets to the oral board they like him and then his brother comes in and talks to his friends who are on the oral board and you know hey that's my brother and so you know he he ends up getting the job it's two years behind Brad you know so he his his younger brother has seniority on it but we'll take it you know (laughs) so we were just. Thrilled finally, 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 you know, and he gets to work with his brother, which is just. Fantastic. <laughs> Kat
1: has something to say about well, that. Well,
2: sure. well, here's <laughs> the kicker is that Brad is not married to Kat. He's married yeah. to his first wife, uh, you know. Yeah. Which, you know, which is I was just laughing because them working
3: together is always it's like the funniest worst thing ever.
1: It is. It yeah. is. It
2: is because you know they're they're not they're brothers. They're, they're well their home. minds don't work like the average <laughs> one. They've got their they own sense their of own... humor, which is okay. funny to them imagine, and yeah. maybe Maybe not funny yeah. to everybody else <laughs> yeah. in the room. Um, but, you know, to live with them, you got to either you love them or you hate them together, you know. Mm-hmm. And I chose to think that they're funny. Yeah. Yeah. And fortunately, Kat thinks that they're funny too, which is why she married him, I assume.
1: <laughs> 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 and why she chose to stay. One of the reasons. <laughs> there might be others. One but. of the many. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. So then we, we move up here and it's it's been great. And yet, the I can tell things are still not... Perfect, like we always thought they would be perfect. You know, it's mm. it, it's been this whirlwind, and we always thought, okay, once you get the job,
1: mm-hmm. all of our
2: problems will be solved, and once you get the job, I don't know how many times that phrase came out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm I'm sure most people can relate to that. You know, once I do this, once this yeah. happens, you know, and you know we we get to buy our first house, and you know get the yard for the kids, and but I can tell, you know that the Temper starts to show the frustrations he's not handling that well. We're arguing about things, and I can tell that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: sometimes I hold back what I'm really thinking because I know that will make it worse. Mm -hmm. So I stop communicating on my end, um, for the sake of maybe the what word am I feeling in the heart
1: harmony? Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm.
2: yes, maintaining that calm, yeah, for the environment of raising our children. Mm -hmm. I want them to have security, Mm -hmm. emotional security. Mm -hmm. and this is how we how we keep things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's that's the culture that we have maintained Mm -hmm. and and honestly it doesn't work it doesn't work so I I sacrifice my own self to yes in in the hopes of, oh, this
1: is going to work. And it doesn't. Yeah. And I want to know more about that. But first of all, I just want to say thank you for sharing all of that because it really shows me like that progression or that progression at the end. But excuse me, also that sacrifice your entire family made, your personal sacrifice for you, the kids, even borrowing money, you know what I mean? For Mm -hmm. this dream job that Jeff wanted so badly and that dream career. And then, you know, hoping for that like perfect life to come. And then that being like, Kind of bamboozled, or, you know, like surprised by what, what kind of evolved from that and the needs just not being met, you know, for like the family needs, Jeff's needs for mental health and things like that. And it's just, yeah, it's a perfect example. And what kind of you're alluding to is it didn't work. And one question I had from what you very first shared that it's been hard to have Jeff here, but good. And so maybe that can kind of shed some light on what you're saying, you know, what you're saying and, and just kind of clarify on that.
2: Right. So I went to a very unhealthy way of having this this relationship in our marriage thinking this is like, so I adjusted mm-hmm. my thinking and our way of interacting. I adjusted to his unhealthy behavior in the attempt to keep peace.
1: Yeah.
2: Because it was peace at all costs because the explosive temper and the
3: unhealthy. It's like without realizing it, you slip into it because it, it is purely just like, a shock. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, yes. this is not anything I've ever experienced before. And so and it's unexpected like automatic and, yes. to just adjust to try to make it right. Not realizing right. that the long-term
1: effects. Yes. And my
2: to... needs, my, my security, my, my need to express myself, my yeah. need to be heard that can wait.
1: Yeah and I have to clarify because some women do the opposite and they're just in their face constantly yes. and you know what I mean yes. and so I think it's it's kind of like this um this struggle between do I just completely back yes. off or mm-hmm. do I just like demand you know what right. I mean and so I think we you, you see some of both and both are really, you know, unhealthy, like yes. you said, are, yeah. and and can be challenging. Right. And,
2: yeah. and I think I, the reason I had in, in my head is because what I saw at that point wasn't him and mm-hmm. I knew that. Exactly. And what, what I saw coming out of him, I thought he, there's something not right mm-hmm. and he's not having a good time. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's like, that's, that's not who
1: he is and that's not who he wants to be. Yeah. I love how insightful mm-hmm. you are on that because that, that's really my passion is they're so misunderstood. Right. And um, and they're not having a good time. And you know what I mean? No. That you kind of saw through that mm-hmm. and were able to like stand by him mm-hmm. and kind of navigate all of that and what is going on, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I, no matter what, I I love him
2: like, as a whole person. It's not his behavior that I love. It's not what he does for me that I love. It's it's all of it. It's It's the good, the bad. And there are going to be times when I want to ring his neck. There are going to be times when <laughs> yeah. when I take a step back and I'm like, okay, what? Well, I- I marry sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm sure there's times when he thinks that about me, although he says he doesn't, but I know it's, I know there are. <laughs> um, but but I love the entire human being. And and I will be patient and I will find out why he is acting the way he is, because I know that there's a good reason. Because my core belief is that he is a good person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I see when I get in there, you know, there's this surface of like angry, self centered, mm-hmm. and you know. And then when you get in there, it's just this like desperate need to be the helper, feeling like a failure, yes. not speaking up for their needs ever, maybe their entire life, right? And yes. so it's just this kind of like um, imploding, you know yes. that's happening and kind of a collapse of, you know, even though they that's who they want to be and what they're offering, you know, mm-hmm. what they think they're offering. It's kind of like viewed as the opposite, right? Right, and Mm -hmm. that's that's the beauty of what
2: I have seen over the past five weeks. I have seen that person start to
1: emerge. It's like, oh, here you are, (laughs) the one that you knew was always in there, right? Even the one I've never met before. Oh, I've never had a chance to meet because of childhood trauma that, like, I've always Mm -hmm. known was in there. Mm Yes, and that's so common because that you know the they they start being seeing themselves as the helper from a young age and kind of see that position in the world. And then, you know, we see PTSD far more often. We will have the childhood trauma because that nervous system can only take so much. Right. Right. So, but say more like seeing the person, what are you seeing with Jeff and what's standing out to you and like taking you, you know, that like I'm hearing, like there's some beauty in this, in this process and, and what is, you know, we want to hear more. Oh, well,
2: (laughs) Uh, with with what he has experienced here or with with overall? what you're
1: seeing like the person you're seeing that you've never seen before oh. over the last five weeks what are you seeing and um he he always thought he was a fighter and you know he
2: was he he was raised in a family where the culture was but you know stand up for yourself stand up for your brother um if you don't you're a coward or and you know this is just what you do you don't back down and and he's getting to know like who he really is and. He doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. It makes him uncomfortable. It goes against his core values. And so
1: that, like, be a fighter goes against his core value, and he's just kind yeah. of discovering that for the yeah. first time. And you are too contention. And I'm yeah, conflict. I'm guessing that sh- that's mm-hmm. what shows up with kids, and you know, and yes. in the home. And yes, he's discovering that yeah. about himself. Yep. He
2: was just going on autopilot before what he it's was awesome. taught how the world works. And I mean, this it, is just what you do. Yeah. And now he's thinking, oh, that's why I felt so much inner turmoil why when I behaved like that I didn't feel
1: good and now I can identify this is what will make me feel peace yeah and you know he chose to be a firefighter right right I mean that's probably not it's probably unconsciously not coincidental right (laughs) And so he's kind of seeing himself in a new way in relationship mm-hmm. to the to the world and what makes him feel peace and happiness and at ease with himself for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and just putting him back in control
2: of mm-hmm. what his thought can be, how his life can go. Right. And I'm just really excited to see yeah. where we go from here. I just think it's it's gonna be the best times ahead. And
1: I'm just really excited. I agree. Be confident in that. Definitely. I believe that. And yeah. you know what from my perspective as a counselor, I what I see. See is that um, that it takes you know emotional healing right? We have a, a physical body, but we also have an emotional body that yes. carries wounds. And especially what Jeff was sharing at first. Hopefully, he's okay with me. But it was kind of like a band aid on a big gaping wound. He was trying everything. You know what I mean? An and and oozing gaping wound and that so, was so infected. Right? Yeah. And so you know. <laughs> And so, but that you know, as he's done the trauma work here and the groups therapy and the other things that we do at Chateau, ice baths and sweat lodges and all of these things, you know, they it's that emotional healing on an emotional level. Yes, to to be able to have the capacity to kind of find the peace again and or maybe for the first time, you know, knowing his story. Yes, and who knew he would like sound baths? (laughs) (laughs) Who thought, right? I can't tell you how many men that age I've converted over to, you know, they come in and say, oh, you're the hippie, woo-woo. And I'm like, yep. And by the time you leave, you're going to buy your own yoga mat. You will be too. A meditation cushion. And I'll know you're going to be just fine. We were in your office last week and I'm buying the yoga mat. That's right. You were on Amazon having them pick colors of yoga mats. I'm always like, this is when I know they're going to do well. Yep. 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 Awesome.
2: Yeah. And he is so grateful. And, and and I know that we're not done. Yeah. He still has well, and I do right. too. We
1: both still have mm-hmm. a lot of the journey still ahead. Yeah. And, too. and that's okay. Yeah. I, I like to say this is the beginning of your journey. Like we're just starting off strong, you know, like starting that ball rolling. And then it's up to you to keep that healing going. Because yes. definitely we can't do that in 30, 45, 60 days. Do nope. do all the work, but at least they have an idea of what works and they've got you know a really good start on that emotional healing I mean, and trauma like
2: healing. Hope we know yeah. it's possible.
1: Yeah. And so another thing is just what have you done? You know, you talk about not taking care of yourself. And like what do you see, like what have you maybe started doing or do you envision doing in the future to kind oh of Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Well right. this
2: is what <clears throat> I think has really brought me here today to agree to come and put this microphone in front of my <laughs> face that I'm yes. really uncomfortable with. Um, what the biggest thing for me is to realize that I can't do it alone and I don't have to do it alone. Mm. That I need support Mm -hmm. for me, support outside of my husband. Yeah. And fortunately, Brad was smart enough to marry
1: this person (laughs) sitting beside me. (laughs) That's why I love you guys. And hopefully I really want to get to, and I guess let's start, let's start talking about that because you guys have such a great rapport and, you know, love for each other and support for each other. And, and maybe we'll get to that after we hear from Kat. And yes, kind of let's do that. make sure we cover that because um, that's one of the reasons I thought having both of you here together is so inspiring for people. Yep. And so, okay, so there's that. Anything else like you're like, can't do it alone? Nope. Anything else? Here? And
2: I need to set my boundaries. It's something that I, well, I mean, I was not great at that before. Mm-hmm. It's something I didn't really know how to do before. But now I think I really have learned the importance of
1: that and what be specific because i think some people get confused on what Mm -hmm. that means and or have everyone has kind of a different idea of what that is but for you specifically what are you seeing and what does that kind of look like you know as jeff comes home and yeah and what what i've learned about
2: boundaries in this and by the way that on when you're when your person comes to chateau um you're given access to family resources and you have um seven modules that you will go through and they are fantastic Uh, um, there are lessons, pretty much, that you will go through and learn right along with with what everybody is learning here in the program. Um, of course, it, it's not as intense. You're not required to go into <laughs> the trough outside and take mm-hmm. an ice bath, but you, <laughs> you can watch um, TED Talks and YouTube videos and read what they have there online. Um, but one thing that I learned about boundaries is that it, they're not set up to keep people out. Mm-hmm. It's not. okay, stay out of my space. It's not go away. It's like, you know, this is what I need to keep me well. Mm -hmm. And like, this is, (laughs) I love that part in, um, okay. You can tell I have four children because we've watched a whole lot of animated movies. Um, (laughs) in Madagascar, they have, you know, in Madagascar one, I know there's several movies, but in the first one they have, when they land on the island and, um, (laughs) right you know what i'm gonna say because you also have lots of kids um they you know this is the happy side of the island (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know you're welcome to live in healthyville with me or you can stay over there (laughs) i love that you know yeah great example right Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's great you know Mm -hmm. come come and be with me and be happy and be Mm -hmm. and be healthy and
1: here we we treat each other well here we you know like do like do your own work don't Depend on me to like lift your mood and be and like yes. to make you happy and yes. all of like kind of be in the same place I am and then we'll you know we can meet
2: right and not mm-hmm. and not even be just like me mm-hmm. but just content happy yes like, yeah yes yeah be you be you know but just be well uh, you know I don't that well don't mm-hmm. ex don't have expectations of me to do things for you yeah you know allow me to be me mm-hmm. like I'm okay you're mm-hmm. okay and that. um and and there are certain things in life that I need for me Mm -hmm. um you know I've I've learned that through thinking about it you know the boundaries thing was just a big thing for me Mm -hmm. um I've learned that I need quiet time every Mm -hmm. day to reset Mm -hmm. my mind and to think clearly I just don't think real clearly when my life is chaotic and with four kids especially those first two super close in age I don't know how I made that (laughs) I don't know how Mm -hmm. they made it through Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really don't know how I survived that but um just with, with the chaos and the noise and the busyness. And I don't do well with that. Need that reset time. I do. Yeah. I do. So I need that
1: every day. And so if I set a time apart for that, you know, I really need Yeah. It. Like there's that saying, you know, everything that like is broken, if you unplug it for a few minutes and then plug it back in, <laughs> it'll start working again. You know, it's like the first law of IT. So reset. I'm hearing that for moms, you know, yep. and wives like, I need okay, to unplug. I can unplug mm-hmm. and give myself permission to do that yes. every day in a healthy way, because obviously like screens and social media and stuff don't really, you're not unplugged. Mm-mm. But some kind of like nature mm-hmm. or walk or yep, that might look different you know, for everybody. Yeah, everyone's gonna be different, mm-hmm. but finding your right? that's yeah, healthy right. and that really truly resets you. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that's just one example.
2: But and, and I'm sure I'll find more. Yeah. As so I continue.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. I love everything you shared. So inspiring. You're just inspiring. I, I just Aww. wanna say that and thank you. And that's not gushing because it's it's truly how I feel about you and, and the you. times that we've met and just um I hope others find. Well, find that and you too Tandy yeah. I know
2: jeff has come so, so yeah. far and the brain spotting has just
1: blown my mind yeah. yeah I'm so glad it's it's been a it's been a journey for me to find the niche with PTSD and first responders yes. and and brain spotting and I, I've ended up com- combining a lot of things to make it work for them it and it's, works it's, I'm confident in it and it's really yeah, yeah it's been effective I think the method works your patient
2: and your demeanor with every with, with the people here it, yeah oh thank you overall it's so. nice to
1: be trusted and to know yeah. my work is effective and helping so it's really yeah. rewarding so yeah. and well. with people like Jeff that jump in and say hey can I do extra <laughs> oh yeah and, and Chateau he is lets kind me kind of maybe some. <laughs> They will work on the all or nothing aspect, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but thank you for everything yeah. you shared. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And so let's hear from Kat. Just what do you have to say? Introduce yourself and... <laughs> I know how you fit in with all of this. Yeah. Um, okay. So I feel like I'm maybe more in the
3: in the situation that probably more firewives are in because divorce is such a high... Yeah, it's just for sure. ...through the roof for these guys. And so um, Brad and I have been married for 11 years um, and we were both previously married. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been married to his ex-wife for close to 15 years and they had four kids. And wow. I had been married to my previous husband for 10 years and had two kids. Kids and so we combined efforts with six. And um, at the time, actually, when we met, Brad had resigned uh, a few months previous, or maybe six months previous to that, um, from his other fire job. Um, he had to resign due to substance abuse and um, issues that arose with mm-hmm. that, uh, a lack of mental health care, a lack of resources within the department, things of those nature. Mm-hmm. And um, it was eye-opening for him. And anyway, so when we met, he was still trying to figure out a job, what he wanted to do, if, if there was anything he could do, because in his mind at that point, he was only a fireman. And, and so um, as we were dating and I just immediately fell in love with the person that he was becoming through this trial that he was going through I guess he was really open and honest and vulnerable at the time about things that he was struggling with and I loved that because I didn't have that with my first husband mm-hmm. so that like really drew me in like yeah. really you're gonna tell me how you feel <laughs> yeah. and you're like
1: you actually care how
2: I feel okay well, like and Brad you know, is also a really special person
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's very special yeah
3: yeah well, I've I mean- never
1: met him I mean to to preface he's not a treatment here but he is in treatment mm-hmm. and so I'm sure You'll get to that. But yep. yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. the brothers got to do it together. <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> literally, even literally, if they don't plan help. it that way, it, the universe kind of lines it up that it way, does. right? It <laughs> is so true. Well, and we we got to maybe talk about
2: how they mm-hmm. came to treatment at this particular point. Oh, yeah. We can get to that. We yeah, let's do.
1: That. Yeah, okay. definitely. I'll yeah. make a note of that.
3: But yeah, so just, you know, seeing the desire that Brad has as a person to help others, like mm-hmm. that is a core part of who he is regardless of childhood trauma, I think that that is a very um, essential part of him. He Mm -hmm. wants to be of help to others, to be um, of service to others, and it helps him feel good too. And so I could see right away that becoming a fireman again was something that he still needed. And so we went to work on the steps he needed to take to get back into the fire department again. And he was really worried and skeptical because as we know within the fire community, it's a small community it seems like mm-hmm. everybody knows everyone really yeah for some reason or another and doesn't matter where we go there's always a yep. friend and Oh yeah yeah you always meet a fire friend so that's just how he was so worried thinking like there'd be no way i could get a job back with my reputation what i've done you know the issues that i've had and but i felt very strongly that he absolutely had to be back in there for even if it was just for unfinished business for himself mm-hmm. to feel like he wasn't going out in that way
1: for this career that he'd wanted right. since he was Five.
3: That's such he wanted to be a fireman since he was five that's such years a thing old.
1: too is they it's really mm-hmm. it's really um devastating when they leave on a bad note and that yeah. happens often mm-hmm. and it's tragic yeah
3: and what I loved was that he was taking accountability for you know the things that he had struggled with and and was doing anything and everything he could to maintain and keep going with that and so we just pushed forward um with you know applying to all the different departments here in Utah because we didn't want to leave the kids and was a big part of it and and so thankfully when he was hired on again within the same valley, you know, he was he was pretty floored that he'd be given that second chance. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he was determined at that point to do the very best he could do, even if that meant again going back to unhealthy behaviors because it meant so much to him to mm-hmm. be back there and to have that chance to rebuild his reputation. And so we just yeah pushed along. I had no clue what I was getting into because I was seeing at the time that Brad and I got married and were dating. I was seeing a better Brad than what he had been previously. Mm-hmm. You know, I was seeing the product of the work he was putting in at the time, and and I could also see that he's willing to work and he mm-hmm. is willing to do what it takes to get
2: better. Yeah, both um, Jeff and Brad were raised very, very strong work, work ethic. ethic. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Their dad was, was a, a good example of hard work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and overwork
1: <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we just kind of
3: plugged away, and within a couple years of him being back on the department, he had a relapse, and um, he'd already been to two other uh, treatment centers mm-hmm. before I had met him, and mm-hmm. so this was our our first one. As the years had gone, so, so let me back up. So he had relapsed, and that was pretty hard on him. But he quickly just jumped right back into his own self care and taking, you know, getting back on track. Mm-hmm. But again, started to just slip. He he hadn't really gotten to the root of mm-hmm. of the problem, and so that starts to go back and the department that he is now with um, the call volume is far greater and mm-hmm. um, he works more downtown mm-hmm. area. he gets very very mm-hmm. so just calls that he wasn't used to a lot more fire calls a lot yeah. more medical calls all those things lot. and uh um, slipping yeah mm-hmm. and so by 2017 um, you know we're five years into our marriage and he's having to go back to a treatment center mm-hmm. and um, and thankfully this that last one was gearing more toward fire management and, and first responders mm-hmm. and so I think there was a lot more that he got out of that treatment than he had in the previous which is mm-hmm. which is good but it just had started spiraling at home too because mm-hmm. I had and do have trauma from my previous marriage that I hadn't dealt with mm-hmm. right and so you just slip back so into true. really unhealthy yep. habits And same thing with Denise, where it's like you suddenly see these um, Mm -hmm. bouts of anger and depression and anxiety and Mm self-harm and being so hard on themselves um, for these things that they've done wrong. Shame, the shame cycle. A lot of the shame cycle. Yeah. And so as a spouse, it's like, oh, okay, so I can't be angry right now because you're angry enough for both of us. And if Uh I get angry, then we're going to have a shit show going. (laughs) So I have to now be mindful of my feelings Mm -hmm. and how I'm expressing them and having to hold and repress um, mm-hmm. for his sake and for the sake of kids. Yes. And not only that, then it's taking on more and more responsibilities that it seems that they can't handle. Right. So whether it's financial, parental, um, dealing with ex-parentals and, you know, dealing no with yeah. anybody a that lot. they have a problem with at this point. And it's like you just, you just keep taking it on mm-hmm. because they can't seem to handle it. Stuff at school with the yeah. kids. Oh, yeah, it's yeah teachers. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like if they can't handle it, you take it right. on Because, you know, in my mind Mm -hmm. at the time, realizing now that this is clearly just unhealthy, but all I could think of was um, we could very well lose him. And Mm -hmm. wanting the kids to have the best version of their dad while they could. Mm -hmm. So if that meant that I would take it on, then okay. Because I was legitimately scared that we'd end up losing him. And I couldn't stand for the kids to have no good memories of how this had, Mm -hmm. you know, gone down that their parents were divorced and, you know, no one's happy. Everybody's traumatized and I just couldn't stand that thought. So yeah, yeah just keep taking it on for the one sake of other, your family.
2: One other thing to mention too is that it, <clears throat> it very much has a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the parents are tense and fighting and you try as much as you can to keep things as normal and as peaceful mm-hmm. as you can in the home. And like I said before, it doesn't work No, mm-hmm.
1: and the kids feel it mm-hmm. and the kids start having problems, problems. because of it. Yeah. Um, they're they're very sensitive to energy. Yep. They know what's going on, even yep. if you know they don't see mm-hmm. the the visual mm-hmm. or hear it. Yep. They they sense it. Yeah, and, and that's so the part that yeah toll. you
3: just don't even realize at the time because you just as the spouse you're just doing what you can to keep everything going. Right, yep. and it's really not until years later that you start to see the fallout from yes. those choices, whether it's, it's, it's big. financial, parental, mm. parental, whatever it is. It really ends up yeah and some know. kind of a breakdown. Yeah, and yep. the kids don't financial know
1: relations.
2: Relationship, they don't understand what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. They don't. We, we have, yeah. um, well, in, at least in my family, we've had very severe um, issues mm-hmm. with our kids where three of them have been hospitalized. Mm-hmm. So we've had issues with Jeff and I, mm-hmm. and I've had to manage their mental health. Um, yep. And we're still dealing with that. And so that's I've been where... splitting my time here yeah. and, and at home. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm th-
1: sure there's research on this, but I, I would mm-hmm. say it's super common. You know, oh, probably yeah. deal and the you yeah. know, and that's one of the things that they come in with this just this heavy heart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about the kids and how right. they're struggling. Right. And there's yep. just nothing worse as a parent, right? Right. To, and then you to just think, take it all on my mental health, my mm-hmm. struggles right. are affecting this perfect little um, being that yeah. I brought into the world. And, right. yeah, and that's the guilt just, that the angst over that is just mm-hmm. so huge. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm powerless with... to stop
2: it. And yeah. another reason why the the wives need the resources. Mm-hmm. need the support like we need to know that yeah. there is a network out there and we understand yeah. like our yeah. the friends this is a weird we dynamic have, you have to bring oh, a firewife to
1: understand so this. i like yeah, you don't i'm just get it otherwise I'm just, <laughs> you just don't i'm just peeking into this right <laughs> <Yeah. part>. but <laughs> don't. i do have to say that and one of the things i really emphasize when this comes up as a parent you know doing your own healing mm. has such a huge impact mm-hmm. on your kids and you know i'm not a first responder but I'm I have a lot of childhood trauma that I healed, and mm-hmm. even when my my oldest was like an older teen, and I didn't directly teach him any of this, and yet he learned from my journey just just observing it and watching it gave him mm-hmm. permission to find his own healing. Yes. And he yeah. he was actually the Wim Hof instructor here for years before um, Roberto now teaches it because my son moved to Northern so cool. Idaho, but. It's just, you know, I think that's doing our work and getting, it's never too late. And, and it it does inspire, you know, them to get their own healing. You got to put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. And so even though it's the the most heartbreaking, mm -hmm. heart-wrenching thing Mm -hmm. to kind of face, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, none of us are perfect, even though we all want to be a perfect parent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course it doesn't work. Yeah. and We do.
3: Well, and it's just that you know, you hold on to like what we were saying before, just kind of like the fantasy of it I guess or like fantasy land or the perfect mm-hmm. that you could get there or attain it and it, and it's not possible it, it's just coming to the realization that life is going to be hard but we can do it together like I, I see Brad as someone who is incredibly capable and someone who has you know the capacity to heal and to show that um, example to his kids and that who he has you know some of these characteristics and some of these behaviors that he's taken on aren't who he is and I think like Denise was saying like that's the most important part in this journey is realizing that when your spouse comes home from shift and they're an asshole, that's not who they are.
1: Yeah. It's literally just the compounded issues that they're dealing with at home. And And a lot of it, and a lot of it is just that they want to be the best person when they get home, Mm -hmm. that they can be and offer that support and they have nothing Mm -hmm. to give left to give. And they, and they feel so much shame and Mm -hmm. kind of horrified that they don't, that, you know, is that imploding? Is that imploding? And and that's where the misunderstanding comes in Definitely. so strong. They just have yeah. nothing to give. Yeah. Right. And Which they're not sense. really taught, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? How, how to navigate yeah. emotions, even though. No, no. And kind of what you're saying, like you're drawn to Brad and, and, you know, they have a high emotional mm-hmm. intelligence higher than, you know, other populations yeah. I've worked with <laughs> and it's impressive, mm-hmm. but they don't really know how to navigate their own internal emotions. And it's so big yeah. because of the things they see and they experience Right. Mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? Yep. and so it's just yeah, yeah. it's just this and, and then they the need phenomenon. that support still that's the hardest yeah. part yep. it's like they need someone that is
3: patient enough to navigate that with them for them to start to see like yeah. oh okay yeah. this I don't want to be this person and I can change and
1: it's so foreign for them to let someone help them because yes. that's
2: just they're the helper they're the helper
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and so and that the culture
2: whole... is almost well you chose this job you knew what you were getting into yeah. mm-hmm. and they're almost shamed for oh, yeah. letting these things Bother them? Oh, yep,
1: I totally how, agree. How can you
2: Connection. not? The human yeah. brain is not designed to handle yeah, what not they robotic. see and what they hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what they, they deal with, and yeah. so they
3: don't. I, and the general public doesn't understand the level of support that they need. Yeah, and even mm-hmm. as a wife, sometimes like no. seeing mm-hmm. it firsthand mm-hmm. and seeing the pain that they're in, and you yeah. know the the struggle that they have, even we just no like at a loss. Like yeah. okay, yeah. I don't know what to do yeah. for you, and that's. Uh, That's a big thing as to why, you know, we're on this kick too in in front of these Mm. microphones is because... I saw it back in twenty seventeen when Brad went through mm-hmm. as like yeah. there is a major gap in in the help for these mm-hmm. guys and it and it boils down to the family mm-hmm. as a whole because yeah. we don't know what to do for them when they're yep. when they get home from yeah. treatment. We don't we're uneducated. We're just we, and we haven't I'm been helped and you go right back navigate, into your default yeah. Right. habits. Yeah. You know, and that has to be able to be changed somehow. Or even somehow. there
2: there are resources out there, mm-hmm. but they're designed to help the general public
3: yeah but as a spouse you start to feel like you can't even take time to do that yes because you're holding the entire world afloat I hear that. and if yeah, you take you the time out then of, the world crumbles
2: of, of one of the that exercises picture. that jeff had to do here um in this phase one was right his timeline mm-hmm. <laughs> he he sent it to me um he emailed it to me he's like hey i finished it do you want to read it i'm like, sure. yeah. <laughs> That was a mistake because <laughs> I I read it and then I called Cat afterward <laughs> and uh, I I was just traumatized by reading my own life. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was horrific. Mm-hmm. Looking back on mm-hmm. what we had gone through, um, From and this his is perspective. Yes, mm-hmm. well, and and I had read it, and this is this is all stuff that I knew about. This is all stuff I had lived mm-hmm. through. Yeah, and experienced myself, mm-hmm. but. It was seen but I had I had experienced one thing at a time you know okay I will deal with it as it comes and then I won't think about it again Mm -hmm. I I, I never lived in the future I never lived in the Mm -hmm. past I didn't have time for that you're just it was one thing at a time I honestly felt as though I was being emotionally waterboarded wow because it was just boom 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 Mm -hmm. one thing after and these were major like my kids suicide attempts I mean horrible things that people don't like I would talk to my friends who you know Mm -hmm. who's husbands were like school teachers or like <laughs> computer programmers or, or whatever you know and like they were home every night and they do family right. stuff on weekdays and I mean they were just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and my kids were going to therapy and <laughs> <to>, inpatient and <laughs> and we were in that same boat too we right. had
3: two three of ours four of them really significantly struggling yeah. but two of them that have had to be ho- oh. hospitalized yeah. and mm-hmm. this isn't times. this
2: isn't every, every fire family and this and, and there are that. so many yeah. good aspects. I mean, I, I really honestly mm-hmm. believe this is a fantastic career and there are so many mm-hmm. benefits, fun, fun things, and so many wonderful, honorable, fantastic things to be involved with. And I am so proud to say mm-hmm. that he is a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and okay, and, so I I, I wanted to put that out figured, there. It is yeah, not all it. bad <laughs> stuff, <clears throat> but yeah. but when it is bad, it's bad. Yeah. and when it's good it go. is good yeah. I mean it is definitely those two extremes and that's yeah. Yeah. that's kind of where the firefighters live Yeah, in those two extremes and mm-hmm. that's kind of where the firefighter family lives too yeah. and I think that my friends didn't get that like they like what do you mean he doesn't come home right. at night like what do you mean yeah. he doesn't come home for two days mm-hmm. like well yeah that's kind of how we live like what do you mean yeah. you don't have Christmas they Christmas they literally can't even I fathom the yeah. concept it's just yeah. foreign which right. is
3: understandable right. I mean, this isn't a normal schedule and it, it does create like you're saying, it's like the, the good and the bad. Yep. But and part I totally of interrupted you bad. introducing oh, no, no, no. yourself, and I just yeah. did it again right now. So. <laughs> I, I honestly don't care, <laughs> and I don't have to talk as much. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Um, But it's just like realizing that um, the stigma and the inability for these guys to get the help without feeling weak is, um, it's heavy on them. There's a lot of shame. And just the self-loathing. Especially if it's multiple times. Brad is, he had told me for years now, ever since he'd gone back in 2017, he's like, I'll die before I go back into another treatment Mm -hmm. center. They don't work. I won't do it.
1: And you were literally afraid that, you know. Oh, because I
3: could see it. He'd had enough attempts. He'd had enough attempts at his own life that I knew that that would happen if he he wasn't getting the help he needed. And that was something that And I'll say it, we prayed for, Mm -hmm. like realizing that they need a very specialized help. Mm -hmm. And Brad's back east right now. He's at the IAFF Mm -hmm. Center of Excellence that is just strictly Mm firemen. And for him, this time around, it's what he needed Mm -hmm. because it set a different environment and a different Mm -hmm. tone in a way that has helped him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also helped him realize that it's like, okay, so there's healing in the trauma as they're at the stations together and they go on these calls with one another and they're having to experience this together mm-hmm. but he's also starting to see that there's healing or that there's like bonding in the healing too mm-hmm. that they can it doesn't all have to be trauma and bad memories mm-hmm. that yeah. they can heal together too mm-hmm. and that's where the beauty comes in this needs to be perpetuated and as as mm-hmm. fire wives a lot of that healing can be done together as well because you
1: understand each other without even really having to say anything it's Thank like you. oh so my husband
3: just lost his shit that's
1: again such a great, oh, yeah, really? yeah. that's such a great <laughs> connection like they can heal we can Heal, mm-hmm. and you know, in my trauma work, definitely that like, and every trauma book I've ever read has mm-hmm. that hope in there that like the growth that can come when we heal our trauma. And so, thank mm-hmm. you for bringing that in and connecting that to not only the firefighters and first responders mm-hmm. and paramedics, but also to you know their families. That 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 growth can be there, and it yeah. can be amazing.
3: Well, and we've relied on it because as the spouses, like we've said, I don't you feel like you can't take that time for yourself mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. heal and to get that that emotional like everything mm-hmm. you need and so you do start to rely on mm-hmm. on the your sister wives basically and, right? and like you're
1: saying like, <laughs> that's, that's a different not, show yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Now that I just not, said
1: that out
3: loud, not I was like,
1: hold on—that <laughs> sister, wife. the Fire firewives. Okay, yeah, Oops. we clarified that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're saying your friends don't get it, and so you guys have kind of found support mm-hmm. in each other, and mm-hmm. amazingly, your sister-in-laws and you love. This is a unique you, situation. You know, she's
2: sure. the sister God intended me to have. <laughs> That's what I tell everybody.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm sure you're right, and yeah. so and so, um, you know, both of them ended up in treatment about the same time or I'm within not sure days. the time. Line. Mm-hmm. This trigger it was triggered, we think, because <sighs>
3: We, yes. we've lost a lot of firemen over the years. Jeff has
2: lost four
1: friends to suicide within the last mm-hmm. five years. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Brad, the same. And this is mm-hmm. like tragically so common. Mm-hmm. Back, this is what leads them. Mm-hmm. Back in April, yeah. um, mm-hmm. well, both. But, this was the trigger for both of them. Jeff and Brad, um, <laughs> literally both of them at the same
2: time. Um, yeah. What, what was it about 15 years ago or so? I'm guessing. I Jeff could tell you the exact date, but they both, Jeff and Brad, back when they were working for the same department. Uh, they it was not a smart idea they bid the same station and um their captain what made out of the similar mold as the taylor brothers which was a horrible idea it was like mm-hmm. we're was all like the, the best first st- idea st- <laughs> storms all met together mm-hmm. okay so we've got captain firefighter engineer okay all kind of mm-hmm. mm, like yeah mm-hmm. best worst idea in the world <laughs> but boy did they have fun okay i bet brand new station all Shiny new, smelling good paint smell on the wall, and yeah, it didn't last long because they had a little, little too much fun together, and um, so that that
1: was firemen are like
3: five year olds if left unattended.
1: They really are. They need supervision.
2: They need
3: a lot of supervision. Why do I believe
1: that? Oh my gosh, they're like
3: children. children with a lot of skill right light stuff on fire and do them. They so do think.
1: have an amazing skill with, fi- we have a fire pit out here and I'm in, like, they'll just know it's when a it's a tip. And I mean, they're just so intuitive. Well, do you that?
2: really <laughs> want to have a fire pit here? You might want to rethink that, right? right. It's worked,
1: but yeah. I'm not in charge of it. So
2: get one with fake flames. Perhaps. Mm. um So they, yeah. And they've got so many good stories from that. Just mm. a lot of good, good memories. So they've, they've maintained that friendship over the years Mm -hmm. and in fact um so matt who is the captain he he um he jeff and him uh worked together just in march april jeff is captain um at the station where he's at now and matt was acting in as battalion chief who and the battalion chief was um stationed at that was kind of his his home base uh, mm-hmm. where he slept, and mm-hmm. um, he that that's where he ran out of um, at that station. And so Matt was acting in as battalion chief there, and you know, Jeff had identified he had needed some help, and we had found a good therapist who uh, who did A R T therapy, mm-hmm. um, and he had been working with him for a while and really made some good progress with some with some trauma. And him and Matt had just because of their history together, they they'd been able to. Talk about hard. some hard things, mm-hmm. and Matt had said, "Yeah, I'm I'm kind of struggling too." Mm-hmm. And they were able to talk, which was huge, right. huge. I mean, number one for them to have a serious conversation, yeah, was huge. But also number good two, point. to yeah, talk that about... climate of
1: like joking, laughing, mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. fun to kind of distract, yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might sometimes interfere with like the real conversations that need to be had when yes. you yes. need help, and when we're losing yes friends. Mm-hmm. Of that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, point. yeah, and and you know to talk
2: about some of their trauma you know matt had been back and helped out during 9-11 you know he, he he's on you sir mm-hmm. so he had responded many many times amazing yeah on that so, you know so he had really over and beyond what mm-hmm. what jeff and brad had been just locally um was too, much. yeah just a little too much and he he had tried i, I think he'd been to one session of, of art and uh jeff had worked one of the last shifts before mm-hmm. matt took his life and
3: um and it's the last person
2: i think that's the hardest
3: part for them to wrap their head around it's mm-hmm. like, even if you say you're struggling, you still don't realize really the depth right. that mm-hmm. they're struggling with or because they don't want to say like, yeah, I've been thinking about taking my own life. Mm-hmm. Even if you ask them straight out. Yeah. Because no. their job isn't on the it, line. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, exactly. And their livelihood
1: and mm-hmm. their, and everything they care about. And, yeah. and if
3: they've thought about it, then that they means they're going to end yep. up, you know, on a 72 hour hold and mm-hmm. you know, yes. it's going to ruin their reputation. It's going to do like, they think of all these things on the fallout. Right. And, and what has happened Killing to-
2: themselves sounds easier. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, um,
2: yeah. And and then they think about others who have reached out for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What has happened to
1: them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what and kind of been...
2: reputation do they have now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Are they trusted? And and is are there they... a stigma?
1: Is there <clears throat> judgment? Is there shaming mm-hmm. them? You Unfortunately, know? there are people kind of who say, Oh,
2: so and so has been to treatment. I don't want him. Mm-hmm. Or you know, yeah. it's and it's then on the so. flip
3: side, you do find the ones that are really supportive because they're in their own struggle. And yes. they're almost they're supportive because they want to see how it turns out for you too like okay well, if he can do it, then I can do it, you know. And,
1: yeah. and there is like most of the clients I work with or, you know, it seems like most of them want to go back and really advocate for it. I yes. did this and mm. it was great and I needed it. And if, mm. you, if anyone else needs it too, I'm here. Come yes. talk to me. I'll help you. You know, I think so when you
2: find something that's changing. so good and it yeah. means so much to you, I think mm-hmm. that's just the natural mm-hmm. feeling that you want to go out and share it yeah, with everybody.
1: But do. was that, was Matt, you know, done? by suicide, was that a catalyst for Jeff to get help? Or is and and you so know? we're kinda of getting to that. Like how did mm-hmm. they both get treatment similar time?
2: It 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 added to his um, mounting tension. It it built to a point where he couldn't take anymore. And that was just kind of the final straw. Right. Mm-hmm. And Brad had been talking to Jeff actually a couple months
3: previous, mm-hmm.
2: like, I think you need to go in. Right. I think you need some help.
1: We were all mm-hmm. seeing it, was it on the it was kind and of on I, the radar.
3: It was mm-hmm. to the
2: point where I couldn't I couldn't help him anymore. Yeah. And that's when I think yeah. Brad stepped in and said, it was a help. sense of
1: like, yeah. I've been able to kind of hold everything and manage up until now, but there's something bigger I said, than I can't I
2: do I can. it anymore. Yeah. I can't.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can and that's you. usually
3: too, when, and this is important for the spouses to hear, it's like, not only are they coming home and they're angry buttholes, but they also start to push you away. Yes. As they self-preservation, they isolate and they push you away because it seems as though if, if we're the first ones to be like, all right, if you're not going to shape up, like I'm out. Mm-hmm figure it out you know be, mm-hmm. and and it's not
1: they're they're waiting for that yeah because that
3: sounds easier to them than confronting and, and you problems. know there's
1: things that that we maybe mm-hmm. can't wrap our minds around like Mm-mm. just mm-hmm. looking at you your face and imagining what hap- you know what happens if you're in an accident or you mm-hmm. know what i mean there's things yeah. that are being triggered in them that they yes. they don't dare talk about a child died last uh-huh. week that was the same age yeah. as one of their kids and yeah. that's all they think about yeah exactly yeah. it's mm-hmm. usually something like that mm-hmm. and so and even self sabotage. We were talking about this yes. yesterday, and just like, wait, I'm used to catastrophe and everything not going well. Maybe even from childhood. And when mm-hmm. things are going well, I have to shake it up, and you know what I mean. So there's so many like com- we're so complicated, right? Yes. All of us are, but especially cycle. yeah, when they're dealing with this this level mm-hmm. and and just that, it can really get stirred up and, and get overwhelming. Yes. And that's what I'm hearing. It kind of was yeah. for both of them, right?
2: And and um, I know with Jeff, with all of the mounting. Pr- and the things on his mind, and it was just he couldn't mm-hmm. take it anymore. The brains are kind of fractured. Process, and I, and and he mm-hmm. was worried about Brad. Brad wasn't doing well. Yeah, mm-hmm. neither mm-hmm. one of them were doing right. well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then Matt the, dies. That's my
1: support. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. right,
2: and and I'm like frazzled because yeah, our like... our kids aren't doing well, and I'm trying to balance both of them. He sees me kind of like not kind of losing patience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so he he leaves to go out on a run. He he runs a lot. And I was in the other room when he left, you know, he, he told me that he was leaving. And when I come out, I see his phone on tape, my heart. Heart drops because yeah, I, I'm like this isn't good because mm-hmm. I just knew he intentionally it. left it because mm-hmm. he didn't want to be found mm-hmm. and he didn't want yeah you know, we we always share our mm-hmm. location with each mm-hmm. other um and when it, he had been gone for an hour and a half then I really started worrying I called Cat mm-hmm. told her what happened and at first I was mad mm-hmm. I was like, just that anger you know don't do this don't do this to me don't do this to the kids I mean you go through all of these emotions and then you know Cat said do you want us to come help look for forum. Um and this happened right after we, we went, went out looking for
1: Brad. Yep yep.
2: yep. yep. So again, Taylor Brothers gotta do everything together. Gotta make mm-hmm. life so fun. Mm-hmm. And um
1: how oh, awesome though that you have each other to kind of rely on and yep. Get some perspective and yep. It's the only sanity right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, after three hours I think it had just it had gotten
2: close, close to three no, hours. Yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. He comes home. Yeah. I'm pretty mad. Yeah. And how how would you feel? I was and you know, and so we, we talk and and he says yeah, that was first. I was hoping something would happen. I mean, he was passively suicidal. You know, he wasn't intentionally like, going to well, do if something. If I get hit by a car, yeah, yeah. But he was I, like that goes running, kind of close to traffic. And no, oh, if it happens, it happens. And I'm like, you know, I, I was so yeah. just angry. Like, do you, do you have any idea what that would do? You know, but in their minds, they're doing everybody a favor. Right. right, right, right. Yeah. And and you know, and then he just he just ran up through the hills behind our house and started getting a clearer Perspective and but still not totally there. And, and you know, he meandered and made his way home finally and got tired. <laughs> probably got tired and hungry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank goodness, be, uh, probably uh, think we're uh,
1: ridiculous because mm-hmm. we're laughing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hungry for Denise. I oh, know, no, maybe,
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he wanted to be babied for a while, which is you know, that's fine. Whatever brought him home safely, I'm grateful mm-hmm. for. And then, and then Brad had some fun. Oh, yeah, because we say fun nice together, <laughs> the yeah. sar- most sarcastic way possible. Brad
3: had been, and this is a cycle that he's had for years actually, but um, increasingly so lately, which was that when he was really struggling, he before would go just get really drunk or, um, you know, find whatever substance he was on at the time and take too much of it and just hope that he didn't wake Mm -hmm. up or Mm -hmm. maybe in a traffic accident or whatever it was Mm -hmm. going through his mind, not like an active plan per se, but he'd shut off his location, be gone for hours Mm -hmm. and a couple of times days at a time and you can't find him and go out looking for them and hoping that, you know, he's safe and okay. And then it's almost like that brings him back to the reality of what it could have been. And so they start to do a little bit better. And it's just kind of like this yeah. repeating, at least for Brad, this is a, re- a repetitive cycle, this like mm-hmm. impulsive need to run away and, um, and hope that it was all just going mm-hmm. to end, to end the pain. And, and, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, between Brad and Jeff at the same time kind of struggling through this and then Matt, you know, taking his life, um, you know, with Brad, we had already kind of been looking at facilities, um, especially because this incident that he'd had back in December with the patient that had gotten him to a point where he was off work for almost six months at this point, And he was worried about his job. And so mm-hmm. the mounting... He had a patient assault. him,
1: mm-hmm. And, and that had been the on. third
3: time he'd been assaulted within just a couple months mm-hmm. from patients.
1: And, you know, you describing mm-hmm. this at coffee, you know, it's just really brought out to me how, you know, they're already struggling. And then, you know what I mean? They, they, something happens and then the, the lack of support, like financial support yes. insurance drops like oh. all of these things yeah. and and they're just abandoned right mm-hmm. and so and now
2: they have to defend themselves mm-hmm. and be on high alert yeah as yeah. they are responding because they, are they and have a here gun their job, they job itself mm-hmm. that yeah.
1: was you know the the thing that led to it there and then yeah. Uh, yeah. and anger. they're not
2: they're not trained mm-hmm. to defend themselves mm-hmm. like that's not in their training they don't know how mm-hmm. to handle that mm-hmm.
3: but they're already wound so tight yes. like for, for Brad it was just like he was already at level nine and 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 that was the normal for him, and so mm-hmm. it took
1: very little for that's him to just for most fly off of the them. handle. Yeah, they're wound they so live tight. A yeah, and that's one thing we really place. work on is like recognizing when you're dysregulated, how mm-hmm. to get in, you know, re- your body regulated, yeah. so that you can make better decisions and not be so impulsive, mm-hmm. indulgent, and you know, the relapses, all of that. And so, yeah. And I it's worry so, it's, it's so big.
3: It's these guys that like maybe it is the you know what, the way I see it the the compounded nature of their childhood trauma in addition to to their career trauma mm-hmm. that ends up getting to them to this point where their their entire like sympathetic system is yeah uh, you could see it yeah like you could see oh. it written all over them it's like in their and eyes. you are them not come okay shaking
1: you know it's trembling <laughs> constant yeah. trembling yeah. And, and by the time they leave self soothing yeah, time back pain all this yeah. and and spasming you know and and by the time they leave it's gone and yeah. I, and I'm like just trust me it's emotional you know it's mm-hmm. a more emotional healing that you need
2: and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you. You. Yeah. Your brain is doing its job.
1: Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it, that's...
2: according to what you've seen and what you've mm-hmm. experienced, your brain is doing its yeah. job. But they're yeah.
3: expected to be at 100%. Yeah. They're
2: and not expected to punch no. the patient. but And
3: and <laughs> that's the part that the public doesn't understand either. It's like, yeah. you're wondering why your cops are flying off the handle yeah. and your firemen, they're wound so damn tight. All it takes yeah. is one little bit of anything. And they're they're over the edge because they're not getting the help they need. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see yeah. and to be living day in. In and day out. And so yeah. that's kind of what it had just gotten to that point with Brad. Yeah. Brad could see it with Jeff. And, um, and Brad had actually worried about each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was actually Brad's therapist. that makes had sense put now. Him. Yeah. yeah. Now
1: they say it all. Yeah.
3: It's just, it's crazy how the effect. Up. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Brad's therapist had put him on a wait list at Chateau. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
3: and yeah. for, for Brad and I, we felt very strongly that IAFF was where he needed to be. But thankfully, it yeah, opened up the spot of like, for Jeff. Jeff just
1: slipped into Brad's yeah. position. <laughs> and
2: and Jeff actually got into Center for Excellence after Brad got in. They accepted him, but then they found out they were brothers. Yeah, and they wouldn't said, allow them yeah, yeah, they wouldn't let. Them, yeah. Which is probably smart. <laughs> I'm sure it's better. Yeah, they didn't want the brothers there to repeat yeah, yeah. at the station what happened. Uh. <laughs>
1: shenanigans you know I really appreciate both of you being so open about like that it's this is life or death I really see my job as life or death you know when I come in and I'm doing brain spotting like I do everything I can to be on top of my game because I know that the the things that they're learning here can is saving their life I really see this as like and these type of centers is like the emergency room for mental health and
3: and they feel that passion from you. They I feel so. yeah, that yeah. that is
1: something that you care about because they do this for a living.
3: They mm-hmm. read people and they take care of people yeah. and they can see through the bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. If you don't care oh, enough, yeah. if you're not invested, they see it. And yep. believe
1: me, I have been tested. Oh, I'm sure
3: you have. <laughs> and I always win,
1: it. but I've been tested. <laughs> it's because I your mean...
3: intention and your motivation is yeah. genuine. Yeah. Yeah. They see
1: it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They feel mm-hmm. that and they need that level of trust. You know, if They give that level of trust to yes. people that they you know they I mean they re- need that trust too when they so they understand that and sometimes I say that hey you know what you're good at your job guess what I'm good at my job <laughs> yes <laughs> you need to trust me so relax <laughs> Thank yeah too. oh yeah. yeah but I appreciate both of you sharing so much I want to make sure let's see how has it been you know them being in treatment now that you got them there how has that been for you for you know just to have them in treatment <laughs> how have you supported each other through that kind of this germ- journey what are you seeing? Here's the truth. I'm gonna yeah. I'll okay. just start because that's <laughs> and why do we're at least Brad's already aware of how I
3: feel about this, which yes. is um, I needed it. I needed the break because yes. it's um, when you realize just how taxing it is on your health, your emotions, mm-hmm. everything to just like keep this person alive and you're literally mm-hmm. doing everything you can every day to keep them alive mm-hmm. for their sake, for the kid's sake, mm-hmm. for my sake, for you know all the reasons that you could just list mm-hmm. and list and list and it's so exhausting mm-hmm. and that break, as crazy as it sounds, is like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I
1: bet, I can but, see that. Yeah.
3: But, and at the same time, it's not. Like I'm still dealing with appeals for insurance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is the other part that I want to get. It's like yeah. insurance companies don't care if you can't back it up for something that they legitimately mm-hmm. want to cover, they don't want to do it. And so we're stuck fighting. And so, but guess what? That's on me too.
1: Mm-hmm. Whether he wants it that that's way or her not.
3: That's part-time yeah. job. My part-time, yeah, yeah. It's just fighting with insurance companies. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to do the fight because I'm so angry at the way that they're being treated in this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just that it is a break. And yet there's still responsibility that mm-hmm. has to You don't just really get the real break. Yeah, Is yeah. what it amounts to. I it feels nice because you can get the space and get perspective and you kind of <laughs> right. have, your, have your sister come and stay with yeah. you like day in and day out. You guys because... are staying
1: the weekends together. I love that aspect yeah. too, like girl time. And she just had to
2: like... get real bossy with me because <laughs> I was not gonna... in my nature either. But <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we can get bossy with each other and yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I was just going to stay home. Um, but we still have two of our kids uh, living at home uh, and she's, Said nope, nope. You're gonna come here. Her, I love that. she has um her parents and her her sister and her family living uh, close by, and we we're we're staying out here. Well, cat is staying in out my trailer. trailer. Yes, it's where my camping trailer. in trailer. a really nice. Trailer. I didn't want to sound like white trash, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm living in a trailer. trailer. <laughs>
1: yeah, in it's a trailer. Really, park. really nice. Well, I've heard all about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, it, so. it actually is but very it's, nice. It's, it's but it's honestly, it's in
3: to a
1: beautiful, beautiful. Yes.
2: Setting. There, it's, it's right next to a river, and there's trees, and it's green, and it's like
1: mm-hmm.
2: talk about needing that quiet time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's I I I drive up from the city and I can feel my body relaxing and I feel like I'm nature and I (laughs) I when when Jeff came in to Chateau um it was the week before Mother's Day (laughs) and on Mother's Day I went and bought myself a cat (laughs)
1: because that's my Uh, that's my emotional emotional support animal A little snuggler. <laughs> huh? And yeah,
2: and he's he's not one for animals, but I told him I'm like, uh yeah, while well, you're away, I just might get a cat. And he's he's oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so and um I told him I'm like, yeah, in one of my letters, I got myself a yeah, cat. She's beautiful, thank you very much. And, <laughs> and, just, and we we named her Kari the Babysitter because from The Incredibles. <laughs> So yeah, she's she's crazy and wonderful. She's still in the kitten phase. So she gets the zoomies yeah. all over the trailer and it's a lot of It's
3: like kind of weird, just like, yeah, I shouldn't say weird, but it's like kind of have to do what we have yeah. to do at this point because yeah. we still can't take time out to really get the help mm-hmm. needed, but we're aware of each other's yes needs having been through all mm-hmm. of this together. And she so- has
2: more experience with the, the rehab days than I do. And that's why she was so bossy. She's like, no, nope, you know what? You're going to need this. Right. You're gonna need it because my support. kids were
3: young when Brad mm-hmm. went through, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. before and and fortunately my kids I are older. The support of other like step they had their other parents so mm-hmm. too, you know. Mm-hmm. And Denise doesn't have that, and it's like you have to step away. And we're what each other needs right now because mm-hmm. we were aware of the needs that our husbands can't provide mm-hmm. for us yet. Right now right. they're
2: incapable at the moment, and right. that's what they're working toward. But we yeah. can be the emotional support yeah. that we need. Right and we now. spend time. You know, yeah. some some days are fine. Mm-hmm. You know, some some days are good. Some days are bad and we just feel like being mad and we are just mad <laughs> And self-permission. And that's okay. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time laughing and mm-hmm. things are funny. So and other times we just feel like crying. And so we cry and mm-hmm. and every emotion is fine.
1: Yeah. They all point to what's mm-hmm. important to some us, days we're cranky. It's a, it's a whole roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crankiness and is allowed. It's the whole bag of emotion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. And I am <clears throat> I'm so glad we got this chance to introduce ourselves a little bit. Oh we're gonna thank you you both so much for this and, and you know I love the rapport you have with each other the support you give to your husband. um I really hear like a passion a dedication to, to them and their health and then trying to navigate your own mental health the family I mean there's just so much you are the supporters of this you know of the first responders and when we have a call or we need help you know what I mean you're the one kind of like providing that foundation for them to kind of spring off of and um, I just really appreciate you and, and I hope this inspires people to, to find their, the support, whether it be between each other, whether it be finding treatment, um, and kind of giving yourself permission and especially like taking care of, of your own mental health. And so that, so that your families can thrive and, you know, hopefully we can make changes by putting these, this kind of information out there. You're yeah. going to say something, Kat? Oh, just, I, we have to have a passion for it. The system mm-hmm. is, is failing
3: these mm-hmm. guys and is, yeah. their spouses are failing these guys and it's not even on purpose it's just no. the the lack of understanding mm-hmm. and the hope would be that by doing something like this and fighting harder means that that awareness can be had so that real changes can mm-hmm. be made to the entirety of the family because you can't just work on one part of the unit and expect
1: it to all function properly it just mm-hmm. doesn't work yeah. that way and so it's we have to look the at the whole system. of it yes. yeah and so, and you know and this was just the beginning podcast mm-hmm. you know i want to say that too, <laughs> to to uh, i have a whole list of topics <laughs> that I'm hoping we can get to. And if yeah. you guys are up here on the weekends, you know, we'll make time for that. Mm-hmm. And one of them is just that level of abandonment, abandonment from the government, yeah. from their, from their departments, and then ending, oh. you know, often from their own spouse. And so, right. yeah, so we, and th- and there's so many topics like that that I hope we can get to. And this oh. is just the beginning of us starting this journey. So It'd thank you again. Yeah, I really appreciate you. all, every, everything you do for your loved ones and for, and for us as community. They're worth so, it. Yeah, they are, they are worth it. Absolutely Hearts of gold. And that's really. the biggest thing I work with is like, you have a really good heart. Yes. <laughs> and do. you need to know yes. that, you yes. know. They
2: wouldn't a, be doing what they do.
1: Exactly.
2: If they
3: didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, Nor and would the affect them this way because they that care so exactly much. much. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. The heartbreak. <laughs> you no. I, you a, said a it so well. The heartbreak at, you know, then like what they see, but also wanting to be their best every time and, yes. you know what I mean, and questioning and, yeah. So and feeling
3: like, is it worth the effort because nobody cares about it? about us yeah I bet so
1: they start to feel like should I yeah should I still right and there's that and just to speak Mm -hmm. to that and then we'll end because this could be a whole podcast (laughs) no don't be sorry no this is good and just that like They see the world and like, I've given my mental health for the safety of everyone. And do we appreciate what they give us? You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. the level of sacrifice is so big. Mm -hmm. And I think they're, you know, they need a little reward or a little like knowing that we appreciate what they, the sacrifice that they are giving. It seems like
2: their, their pay, their retirement, Mm -hmm. their just, just their, their security keeps getting put on the chopping block.
1: Right. But we depend on them. Yeah. And we need them. Even their, the trust in them, right? Mm -hmm for yeah. a while was so yeah, yeah. so but thank yeah. you so much i, can, I yeah. look forward to future yeah because there's there no topics we, yeah there's so much yeah. yeah and so we'll, this will be definitely the beginning yeah. of a series and we'll we'll meet up again thank you okay be wonderful thank you
0: chateau recovery is a 16-bed treatment facility nestled in the foothills of the wasatch mountains in midway utah chateau's first responder resiliency program is designed to treat the unique challenges and issues that first responders encounter in the course of their careers chateau's comprehensive and highly individualized approach to treatment addresses more than just the presenting issues it addresses the why Each of their seasoned, trauma-trained, and culturally competent therapists utilize evidence-based, specialized therapies to treat trauma at its core and enable clients to begin the healing process while developing a resilient and healthy relationship with stress. Chateau Recovery is trusted by departments and agencies from around the country to treat responders and veterans. In fact, it is one of only a handful of facilities nationwide that is vetted and approved to treat members of the Fraternal Order of Police. For more information or to speak to a representative, go to ChateauRecovery.com or call 888-507-5031.